Hi everyone, welcome to the B2B Sales Podcast. I'm Thibaut. And I'm Ara. Every week, we interview thought leaders, experts, and top performers in B2B sales. During 30 to 45 minutes, we will deep dive into topics like modern prospection, pipeline management tactics, or innovative sales tools to help you navigate the complex world of B2B sales. We're on a mission to change the way society sees sales. This profession is one of the most rewarding ever, yet many people are afraid to do sales or they choose this career by default. This podcast is brought to you by Sales Labs. If you want to know more about our sales training and coaching programs, go to www.saleslabs.io. It's www.saleslabs.io. So get ready for your dose of sales wisdom and enjoy the show. So hi, everyone. Welcome to this new episode of the B2B Sales Podcast. So today's guest um, is actually from Germany. It's not like we don't have too many people from Germany on the podcast, but we're working really hard on that. So welcome to the show, Veronika Riederle, the CEO and founder of um, Demodesk. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. I think we're kind of stuck in our you know, respective uh, houses. But, you know, I guess as uh, founders and CEOs, we have a lot of work. So we, we, you know, we can distract ourselves. That's true, yeah. That's one of the advantages when you work uh, in software, that you yeah. can basically uh, work from home and not, uh, not directly affected by, by not being in the office. That's, that's one yeah. of the very good things. Exactly, exactly. Cool. So we're going to talk today about like uh, how to run a solid software as a service or SaaS demo. But before we dive into this topic, can you maybe tell me a bit more about yourself, your background, so people can actually understand who you are? Yeah, um, I'd love to. So yeah, my name is Veronica. I'm a founder and CEO of Demodesk. We are a young company from Munich and uh, we are, um, have been around for let's say like around two years now. Um, we are building the first intelligent online meeting tool for um, sales teams and for, so for customer facing teams, also being used by, by customer success and support. And the key difference versus uh, one size fits all general tools like Zoom or GoToMeeting mm -hmm. is our approach to screen sharing. So we would not record your local desktop, but set up a virtual display that okay. lets you share anything with your customer and uh, you don't have any downloads. You can access that meeting just by clicking on a link with any browsing device. Um, but what's the most exciting aspect of our product is, is that you can assist the sales rep in real time by automatically loading the right content to share and also attaching top tricks to it. Um, we built entire sales playbooks that are automatically available during the call and also help you guide along the conversation in real time. Okay, okay, I see. So you, you also did like a Y Combinator uh, two years ago, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it wasn't two years ago, it was one year ago. One year it ago. was last year, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. And so can you maybe share a bit of details on, uh, on like, uh, like what it brought to the company? Because I know whenever, uh, you know, like there's different, I think it's an accelerator, right? Uh, y Combinator or what, what is the model of this uh, company? Uh, y Combinator is the world's most uh, uh, well-known accelerator. Um, yeah. So they, they would fund you with 150K uh, get 7% and then for that you take part in a three months program. Mm -hmm. uh, you get exposure to a lot of potential customers, to great mentors, coaches, and also investors. So at the end of this uh, three month period, you um, have demo day, uh, which is basically a presentation um, that exposes you to all the relevant investors uh, 
in the world, I'd say. And okay. then afterwards you raise a round, which also we did, right? So after YC, we, we raised our, our seed round uh, yeah. of, of about $2.3 million. Yeah, that's, I guess it's, uh, once you're in YC, it's like, it's not like, oh, life is good, but it's a, it's a really good sign that you're doing something, uh, you know, like uh, that the team and the product are something a lot of people uh, believe in. So I think it's, um, it's really cool. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah, YC yeah. was great for us. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, so so um, actually, like, um, in terms of uh, SaaS and demo, there's like, there's so, so, like so many contra- contradictory kind of views on that. Um, so I would like to ask you a question. So what's like your, the goal of a demo for you? The goal of a demo is to sell your software, right? Okay. Like, uh, first of all, otherwise, like you would not do it <laughs> because otherwise yeah. you would not have a job. Um, but, but second, so like after like primarily having a goal in mind of, of selling your software, like the, the second thing is really helping your customer or your prospect solving his problems with using your software so you really have the opportunity in the demo like which which is also what we're going to talk about uh, in, in this podcast and um, with the demo really like uh, demonstrate the value of your software to the customer um, and show him how it helps solve his problems and also achieve his goals mm-hmm. okay okay i see and and so i read like a recent article you 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 actually posted where you said something it's like don't skip the discovery as the first part like of a demo can you maybe tell me a bit more about that um yeah totally so even though it's discovery is a, a separate to the demo itself it's mm-hmm. probably like the most essential part and the most essential aspect of a demo so the better you understand what your customer actually wants what his actual pain points are and what he's looking for, the better you can design the demo around it. So we mm-hmm. do definitely recommend to uh, separate these two steps. And that's also like best practice, common mm-hmm. practice. First have the discovery as a separate conversation. Really try to make most of, out of that conversation. Understand uh, which industry the customer is in. Like obviously also do some research before, right? So you should know that already. Mm-hmm. But like really ask like all the questions that come to your mind to help you identify the potential opportunity for you as good as possible. Um, so, um, and also like some, some sub aspects to this. So um, first qualify the person for that demo, yeah. not only from the, the, the person's point of view, so not only finding out whether he's a right fit, but also whether it's worth investing your time into that customer, mm-hmm. right? Because also if you give him a demo and if you move him further along in the sales process, you should only do that if it actually also makes sense to invest your time into that. Yeah. If the opportunity is attractive enough and big enough. Yeah. So the first, first goal is like really qualifying for the demo. Then, as I said, understanding his pain points, um, asking a lot of questions to, to really identify at least three key pain points that you can, can then focus on building report. So learning about other criteria, um, evaluation criteria, other software solution he's looking, software solutions he's looking at, uh, company goals, and also understanding industry language, so you can can build report, and then also in identifying the right audience, right? So you really need to understand um, is the one that you're talking to at the moment is this also the one who in the end makes the decision and also uses the software, and is also actually the right one who should be on the demo call, or is it mm-hmm. someone else? Should I invite someone else to the demo? Also, one more reason why you should like split these two steps. Okay, you said something I really like uh, about the qualification. Um, it's like for, for me, I always say in my trainings that you, you, your prospects need to deserve seeing a demo. It's kind of a gift, or like a, you know, a small present you give at the end. 
or not at the end, but like you have to qualify the person before actually going for a demo. And that's something a bit counterintuitive because when I started in sales, I was like, hey, who want to see my product? And I was just like demoing to everyone who actually accepted the call with me. And it was just like, um, yeah, it was very bad for business because in general, people, they like talking about themselves. They don't like, you know, hearing you talking about your product all, all day long. And often it's like having this, this kind of, um, you know, when you do a proper discovery, then people kind of, uh, they get excited. They're like, okay, yeah, there's a problem. You know, like, how can you solve it? Say, ah, we need to do another call and you need to have a decision maker involved to know more about that. So I think it's uh, building this kind of, uh, you know, of tension around like understanding how your product can solve the, 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 the problem, something very important. So I really like the qualification part. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's also a great point that you just made with um, actually also making it attractive for the customer to like give you his time yeah. and also jumping on another call with you uh, to give you the possibility yeah. to pitch your solution, right? It's also something that uh, definitely is very important when doing discovery even. So, so using the time you have on a discovery call also to, to, to bring, bring over the value that your software could have like in a nutshell and convince yeah. him that he can actually or should actually invest more time yeah. into you and into your solution and giving you the ability to, to pitch your product. Yeah, exactly. And, and so there's, there's a thing like a kind of a friction point I often noticed in, uh, you know, going from the discovery to the demo. Um, so how do you kind of prepare once you've done, let's say you run a discovery and you, you, you kind of identify two or three pain points, how do you kind of prepare for a good demo? Well, first you should have a clear agenda. Mm -hmm. So we, we recommend to not have uh, a demo that lasts longer than 30 minutes. So okay. there might, might be some exceptions, of course, like totally. But as a general rule, you shouldn't exceed the 30 minutes mm -hmm. uh, because the ta your time and also your customer's time is very precious. And also the other reason is like the longer the call is, the less likely it is that your customer does derive only the key insights from that mm -hmm. call. And it also forces you to really think about what's most important for my demo, what's mm -hmm. most important when I talk to my customer, what do I want him to walk away with? Yeah. And really like having, like being forced to press it into that 30 minutes time slot also kind of disciplines you, right? Mm -hmm. So I think in the, in the very old world, a lot of people just thought, a product demo is a mere rundown of product features. So I'm just gonna like open my software and it's so great. And I show my customer what it can do, like all the amazing, like small features. And mm -hmm. there must be something that like catches his attention. And that, yeah. that's actually like the wrong way, right? You should not do that. Exactly. You should rather than this, like have a, like a 30 minute time slot that's very structured with an agenda. So first five minutes, make an introduction, connect with the customer, like, do research beforehand to like make it, make it easier to connect with him on a personal level and establish trust. Then next five minutes, summarize what you learned on the demo. Mm -hmm. um, so summarize the status quo and the prospect's pain points that you learned in that call. That gives the customer also a feeling that you are really understanding him and you mm -hmm. know what you're talking about and you can put it into context and it's relevant for him. And then only 15 minutes basically of that 30 minutes are um, solution mapping as we like to call it um, so you focus on the identified three key pain points yeah. um, that you found out in a discovery and then for each of these three pain points you um, propose a potential solution of course using your software yeah. um, for these three key pain points uh, to the customer mm -hmm. so that you really understand how it helps him achieve his goal 
Okay. And then you have just five minutes left discussing yeah. next steps and understanding like what's still left for him to sign and to yeah. move the deal forward. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that structure because often it's um, like, as you said, you know, it's uh, Hey, look at this amazing feature we just released. And uh, for, for reps, often it's very like, it's good because you're the founder and you have a pretty good understanding of how to kind of communicate value and understand what your prospect is looking for. But often, you know, like the, I've seen so many founders who are like, Hey, we've released this amazing thing, push it now, you know? Like when I was working at Branch, they, they had like something called cohort analysis, which was like, a, I don't know, some kind of attribution model analysis that was really in demand. And they were pushing us like, hey, push the cohort analysis, push that, push that, push that. And you know, like I was opening the market in France and that cohort analysis, like, huh? What is that? You know, just like the basic thing, they were they were not even having it. So this kind of advanced thing was really complicated. So I think it's good that you have this structure where it's very uh, targeted to your, you know, the person you're talking to. And one question I have is, do you often see like, uh, because often for demos, what I've also identified is often when someone asks you to see a demo, often they will be, you know, they will not so much be a decision maker, but they will be someone who will actually benefit from the solution. Like the, I call that a business buyer where they will, you know, for example, uh, you're selling, I don't know, like uh, uh, an analytics software, so like a marketing manager will actually benefit from that. But uh, the boss, you know, who's actually signing budget, don't, do not care about that. So uh, do you see this kind of, uh, kind of two type of people you need to talk to in the demo? And, and if that's the case, how do you address each of them? Yeah, so I think you have a user of a software and you have the decision maker. And like, of course, it's not always the same person, right? Yeah. So if the user is not the one who ultimately makes the decision, and, but the user is the person you need to convince of the value of the software, uh, then of course you also like need to talk about actually how to convince the decision maker, not only during the demo, but also yeah. before doing discovery. So one way is like getting the decision maker into the demo also, like inviting him to the same meeting. Um, and if that's not possible, then just really understand what the user needs in order to convince the decision maker and if it's like a um it's it's if it's a very like big deal um then like obviously it also makes sense to um, make some additional slides and send mm -hmm. them like just tailored to their specific user just just uh, for him to convince his decision maker um because like otherwise it's going to be very difficult right mm -hmm. you just want to control the conversation and really make yeah. sure that the user actually translates the right points to and, and like brings forward the right points to decision maker that he actually mm -hmm. says yes in the end. And there's a lot of things you can do, of course, to yeah. support that. And just leaving that to the user without helping him uh, definitely decreases the likelihood of the decision maker saying yes, I need yeah. that software. Yeah, exactly. And so, so how, let's say you, you, you have like, um, if someone in, in um, our audience is actually a junior, you know, account executive just got promoted from SDR, for example, and now they get like, uh, the opportunity to do demos and everything. Uh, how do you make sure they kind of, I mean, I would say, what are the main mistakes you will see and how do you make sure that they avoid these mistakes? Well, one of the, one of the main mistakes, obviously in the beginning is that they don't follow the right structure when giving a demo because that's mm -hmm. something that you have to learn. 
also when I think back, right, like of, of course, like oh, I also have, have given a ton of demos of demo desks, which is yeah. quite funny because we typically use demo desks to, to give our customers a to demo, demo of demo desk, <laughs> which is quite funny, yeah, but, but, but it is like that. And like, like also like for me, like the more time I had to prepare and the better I was prepared, then the higher the likelihood of the deal to close was obviously, mm-hmm. right? Like that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's a given. And if you are new to like new in your job, um, you typically tend to do a lot of calls, like maybe not not preparing properly, and also not knowing what to prepare. Mm-hmm. And this is also something that we um, wanna like that. This is also painful that we wanna solve with Demodesk, like just our own software, right? So in Demodesk, you can create playbooks that yeah. are then available to your entire team. So I could set up like I as a sales manager or experienced seasoned sales rep could set up a playbook, um, set up some slides to present some websites to present parts of the web app can add talk tracks and also battle cards to handle sales objections. And then when someone joins my team and holds a demo for the first time, he immediately when having the first meeting, he has that structure available right in the call and can just follow that structure. Like, of course, that's not everything. Like a cell is still a human thing. So I am a hundred percent like believer in sales being something very personal so you need to make that personal connection also mm-hmm. it's not just a, a robot reading reading over things yeah. so there has to be some training involved obviously but just uh, you can increase the standard significantly when assisting everyone with a great sales playbook and also basically then make the training a bit redundant that yeah. you had to go through before so i know you probably also know that right from your career and also from your experience of selling some things that um there's a training and you and from from a sales trainer or from your team and you go through the training but three weeks after you basically forgot almost everything yeah. and yeah. you just want to avoid that and that's also yeah. something that we with demo desk as a product also can help with um, but yeah like i think like a structure having a good structure um that fits actually the icp that you're talking to of, of course i by this by this point i assume that you have defined your icp yeah. and you also have um, the pain points available and the solutions match to that, of course. Um, but but that's for me key. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the um, what you said about the training. Yeah. In the the studies after thirty days, around eighty percent of the content has been forgotten if it's not reinforced through coaching or kind of uh, different tools. But you talked yeah. about something that um, that is very interesting, and uh, for me, it's kind of the big uh, debate. It's like in uh, in. So obviously AI can really help with like battle cards or talk tracks, as you said. And this is like, um, often I've, I've seen that it's, it's pretty hard for junior, you know, to not rely on that. So they will actually go and then they will kind of start reading like robots. And so that's, uh, that's one thing I noticed is often like, um, for me personally, I'm a, I would say, so, so I, I'm typically like, I'm someone, I hate using any kind of, uh, I, I like telling stories and using, you know, making people use their brain to build solutions in their, you know, with their, their own kind of image in their, in their mind. And what I found is if you have like a visual, um, like material or deck, often, you know, you kind of, kind of try to transfer what's in your mind, in their mind. And I often, you know, it's like, that's the easiest way because most people are visual learners. But, you know, it's like when you, you learn how to tell stories, you can actually, it's even more powerful, but it's very, you know, it takes a lot of practice. And so, even, you know, for me, it took me a lot of time. So how do you actually uh, make sure people don't go and use the battle cards and be like, okay, so here, uh, tip number 35. Yes, you know, you said that, I have to say that. So how do you make sure people just don't sound like robots? 
I think at any point in time, the more support you have, the better you are. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I cannot speak about other sales assistance tools, but mm -hmm. in Damodas, the idea is not to um, basically make the structure in such a rigid way that you have to read sentence by sentence, yep. but rather giving you a skeleton um, with content to present okay. and talk tracks in the form of bullet points. That's more the idea. But like really depends, right? If you have a a very scalable, extremely structured, high volume um, sales model, yeah. then like, of course it makes even makes sense to like have a, a more strict sales process. Mm -hmm. But if it's like a more expensive software that needs to be tailored to the specific use case and uh, where it really makes sense to like also customize the software for a mm -hmm. specific customer, like definitely it's not the right approach to just have this written yeah. down script and then just for the sales giving a mere rundown of of these sentences, of course, they yeah. get not the right approach. It's yeah. always like the balance somewhere in between, right? But the more support you get, the better, obviously, your performance is as a sales rep. As exactly. a sales rep, I totally believe that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good. And um, and so you, you talked about like uh, building rapport as a part of like the the structure. Um, so now we can, of course, like for a lot of people, you know, it was a, a handshake, and you know, like you can a lot of communication is non-verbal. But right now, it's kind of impossible to use, uh, except you know, anything else than videos and voices. So, how do you build rapport online with, uh, you know, on the demo desk or Zoom, for example? It's, it's. I think it's very important to um, do proper research about your prospect before mm -hmm. you actually jump on the call. Um, so you can check out his profiles on social media, right? Like it's like. Like that's common sense, obvious advice. Mm -hmm. um, but you can also like, of, of course, like also you should should Google his name on. Um, you should go to Google and enter his name and search for publications he made yeah. or uh, any projects that he's contributed. Then, when looking at his LinkedIn profile, um, like really understanding whether he contributes content, whether mm -hmm. he writes anything, uh, also whether he recently has changed jobs, uh, whether he recently got promoted, and if you don't find anything there, you could also go on Twitter and, and try to understand what his, what his interests are, his personal interests. Yeah. Maybe he's like a huge baseball fan and then maybe you're, you're also a huge, a huge baseball fan. You can like uh, use that to, to yeah. immediately build a connection and establish some report in the call. So I think it's, it also comes down to the same point that I had before, like doing your research and preparing so you actually ensure that you have something to talk about and that you have something that you can build a relationship upon. Okay. Okay, I see. Have you, have you heard of uh, Sandler training? You, you, the Sandler methodology? You, did you hear about that already? Or? Which training? Uh, Sandler training. No. They have a thing called, it's kind of a franchise, so it's, it's a bit of my competition, but like, uh, they are, I mean, they are really, they have a bunch of really powerful sales training and they have a thing called upfront contract, which is like a good way to, um, to, you know, like kind of start the call. So in general, what they say, what I found is really also um uh, you know, on top of the research, like that's really super helpful is whenever you, you explain what's going to happen in the course, you say, Hey, thanks for taking the time. We have 30 minutes. Is it still good for you? Uh, and in this 30 minutes, I want to ask you a bunch of questions that may sound a bit strange, but like, I will ask you a few questions on a, you know, I don't know, whatever problem, you know, you're typically solving. Uh, and at the end of this call, I want to, you know, the goal for me is to understand if we, you know, if we continue the conversation in the goal of a collaboration or if we cut it short. And, you know, how does it sound for you? And that's kind of the upfront contract, which I found is really one of the easiest way. 
mm-hmm. you're not like a big uh, preparator, like one of the easiest way to build rapport because then people are like, oh, this person, you know, actually is giving me a choice. They don't want to push something on me. They just want to move further. And that's one of the learnings I had from uh, Sandler. I did a training like that. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool way to start a call and it kind of changes. It, it, it diffuses all the tension around sales calls in general. Yeah, hundred percent. No, that's that also would 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 definitely be the next uh, the next advice I would would have liked to share. So I totally agree so, with that. No, 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 no. It, like it's a very good point, right? Like getting the buy-in from the customer, um, and really like getting his buy-in that it makes sense to yeah. invest his time in the call, and actually that it makes sense for him to listen. Because in a world where all of us are connecting via phone or via mm-hmm. video calls. It's just very easy to be distracted and just yeah. check your emails in the meantime, yeah. or I don't know, check out some news sites and and, and browse on social media because the things that the social tells you are actually like not that interesting, and yeah. you really want to avoid that, right? You really want to yeah. avoid that by any by any chance, and you want to uh, build rapport first, first build rapport. So first, uh, of course, like establish a personal connection, mm-hmm. but also then getting buy-in for the actual discussion that you have around like yeah. the pain points and the solution that you're offering. So what would we also like, what we also put together and uh, um, I also analyzed a couple of, a uh, couple of um, other uh, blog posts uh, from sales experts. So I think really what, what, what stood out there is that you summarize the goal first. So saying mm-hmm. from what I've learned, your main goal is to decrease cost, let's yeah. say, right? Yeah. Key challenge, your biggest challenge towards achieving that goal is ABC. Mm-hmm. business implications because of abc you're losing a ton of money yeah and then the three main reasons why you're losing a ton of money are one two and three and mm-hmm. then you have these one two and three like the core pain points that you can then build your demo upon yeah and yeah. that's really like the, the 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 possibility to build report and set a stage that's how i'd like to call it mm-hmm. um for the actual demo and then it's it's also good if your customer then takes a moment to digest and breathe and there's some awkward silence even on the yeah. call. And either he says, yes, that's on point, exactly. But if it's not, then he basically has the chance to say, yeah. well, it's not like that. It's, it's different. I yeah. tell you how it actually is. Yeah. And then with that, you have like a platform and you have built reports in the beginning and only yeah. then you are, you get the customer into a state where he's actually open to, yeah. to digest your software. Exactly, and you, you said something very important. It's like you, you you don't you don't do like thirty minutes of software demo. You kind of check in, you know, once in a while. Say, does it sound good? You know, what do you think about it? How would you, you know, like? And this is a really great way to um to check the assumption and avoid this kind of uh, as you said, avoid that the person you're presenting is on uh, Yahoo Finance or mining Bitcoin. You know, while you're doing a demo. So it's uh, I think it's it, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, and so there's one thing also that is very um, kind of in sales, you often, you haven't, like, I would say there's often like problems around scheduling. So do you have any kind of a tip around that on how to make sure people show up in the right time or, you know, like it's not completely messed up uh, because often invitations, you know, there's like a link and then you don't know if it's a hangout or if it's by phone or whatever, any kind of tip around that? Um, which problem are you addressing exactly? So the, the issue of setting up a meeting with the right person. So actually like identifying the right AE from an SDI's perspective or really um, the pain point of a customer when he clicks on a meeting and he wants to join that he is not immediately able to do that. The second, yeah. 
Okay. Um, yeah, so for the second, like obviously, like Demodest is trying to solve that, right? So we are um, a tool that doesn't require any downloads. Mm -hmm. So it's really just a link. You click on that link and it just opens with any browser and any device and just in a meeting. So that's like for sure one thing. Um, the other thing is like if, if you, if you uh, really want to use a very specific tool, then you can also before the meeting reach out to the customer and say, hey, um, does it work for you, that specific tool or not? And if it doesn't, mm -hmm. then and ask him what's an alternative to really make sure you can like start uh, at the right time. Okay. Okay. I see. I see. And um, the, like regarding um, how to kind of tell the story of a tool. So because often, you know, it's uh, uh, that's something I've seen. I've been in demos where people like show me something and I'm like, this is super boring. <laughs> not because the tool is bad, but just because they, they are not really good at telling you the story of it. So do you have any kind of tip on how to be, you know, how to get the, get the attention of the prospect you're, you're doing the demo for and, and you know, using different tools for, for that, to tell a good story? Well, I, I'm not aware of a tool to tell a story, to be very honest, but um, I really like the approach uh, from Andy Raskin. Mm -hmm. have, you heard of, have you heard of Andy Raskin before? Uh, no, never. Okay. So he's actually like, he's a, he's a great, uh, great um, mind in sales. Mm -hmm. And he says you should present like a teaser version of a happily ever after oh, state okay. that your product service product or service will help the prospect achieve. So he, he calls it the, the promised land and you really need to describe to your customer how you choose to promised land, but only with your solution. Yeah. And he's also like a, a big supporter of this loss aversion theme. Mm -hmm. um, so um, describing like a big shift, like obviously like these days, like the big shift is the current recession that we're all facing mm -hmm. and the shift overnight shift to work from home. And yeah. if you're selling, let's say an online meeting tool, right? Like for us, uh, it's really saying, well, if you don't act now and if you don't adapt, if you don't change your field sales approach to an insight sales approach and start meeting our customers online now, then you're really gonna gonna have a problem, right? Yeah. And you only you can only like do that by implementing a tool like ours. That's that's mm -hmm. that's that's for example like in a demo desk context, what would we like to tell our customer, which is which is actually true, right? Yeah. And then say, well, um, their customers like for example Tweetball, um, who has um, who have like an online online software for um, hairstylists and nail salons and beauty salons, and via demo desk they can they have the ability to to immediately talk to anyone. They, the customers, they are typically not the most technically advanced people. They yeah. need a tool that's super easy to use. They just want to click on, a, click on a link, no downloads, and they're in it. And also at the same time, they have a huge sales team and they want to provide the sales team with the right resources at the right point in time yeah. and also ease the scheduling process. And uh, just by using success story and the loss aversion theme and then explaining to the customer how he can, with your software, also achieve the same thing as the company in a success story yeah. and also achieve like reaching the promised land. That's a, that's actually a great way of, to build a story. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see. There's, there's one thing I found also is like, uh, that's a really cool way to, to build that, you know, where you paint like, uh, the happy, happy ever after version. What I found also works. I mean, at least for me, I really love it. And, uh, when pr products are presented like that, it's like the infomercial black and white, um, you know, like before, after. You know, it's like, uh, are you tired of using like uh, dull knives? You know, like ch you're chopping carrots like the wrong way. Like use this knife, and then you won't you won't have to kind of, uh, you know, you're gonna chop like ten times faster and whatever. And I think it's it's a bit ridiculous, but it works really well. Uh, and you have to kind of, uh, 
you know, you're not like using the, like the black and white um, as such, but like it's really painting this before, after. And I think in general, it's like really in any kind of story you're telling, it's always like setting the character, setting the kind of uh, the tension and then giving a resolution also. And so I think the order kind of uh, change based on the different frameworks. But uh, yeah, it's about uh, kind of doing a little show, I think, instead of, instead of saying something very factual. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Good. So um, there's one thing also like uh, about next steps, you know, like whenever you finish like a demo, often, you know, you have uh, a lot of, of reps often have a problem because you're like, yeah, that's super cool. Let's, you know, let's like talk, you know, let, let us go back and let's talk in three weeks. And often they get ghosted right after the demo. So how do you avoid this kind of thing? Yeah, so definitely you should schedule a follow-up meeting and define specific actions at the end of the call, at the mm -hmm. end of the demo. So as I said before, right, like really take the last five minutes of the demo to align on next steps. You don't want to have a situation where it's 29 minutes in the call and then you say, oh, we only have one minute left. So uh, I'll send you a follow-up email we speak next time. Yeah. Like, that's something that you like really don't want to have, right? You want to like make sure you have enough time in the end to understand what are next steps, what are open questions and what does it take for the customer or the prospect to actually buy a solution. And you can like even, even ask, right? You can even ask in the demo, like what, what does it take for you to buy our solution? And then sometimes like more, most of the time, the customer would just directly tell you and yeah. there are even some supporters of, of, of the fear that you can, ask for the clothes directly yeah. in the meeting. I think that really yeah. depends on the type of software you're selling. So mm -hmm. it doesn't work for every, every software, obviously. Uh, but for high velocity sales, it, it sometimes really does. Yeah. And uh, yeah, also like a, a very interesting insight is that uh, if, you, if you don't talk about next steps during your first call, uh, your close rate will plummet by 71%, 71. Well, yeah. uh, that's, a, that's a tremendous number, right? So it's, uh, yeah. it's really very important to very well define, like, meticulously define the next steps in yeah. every call along the sales process in every interaction yeah yeah i, I like to the next step setting I, I think it's uh it's not so much about setting next step but like a testing commitment because if someone don't, don't doesn't want to actually commit to next steps it just even like a five minute call to find out whatever happens often it's a very good indication if that the deal has energy or not and um, that's why i think it's so important to just like ask for next step because, you know, maybe they will say no, and then, you know, your deal is kind of, uh, you know, you can't really count on it. Obviously, you know? of yeah. course, like if he says no, then yeah, like yeah. you still uh, have the possibility to find yeah. out why he said no. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you, you definitely want to avoid like the no coming after the yeah. call, right? Yeah. You want to have it in the call, if exactly. at all. Exactly. For me, I love doing something is basically, oh, you know, I don't need, you know, I need to check, uh, send me an email and say no, you know, and there's no, no next step, no email. Like, oh, okay, so let's commit to next step. And, uh, well, I wouldn't yeah. say I wouldn't say you shouldn't send an email. I would say you should definitely send an email within 24 hours. Like I would, I would recommend yeah. that totally. But like just on top to also having discussed yeah. the next steps in the call. Exactly. Good. Um, perfect. So I think we we are closing to the end. So is there anything you want to kind of pitch or talk about? Like uh, you know, like that. Now your time. You can talk about anything. So yeah. What what do you want to promote? <laughs> sure. Like, like, obviously, my interest is also to to promote them as, as a company, and like, especially these days, um, I think it's very tough to see a lot of companies and not being able to meet their customers in person anymore, and also seeing a lot of companies facing bankruptcy and mm -hmm. uh, really probably not being able to survive because they 
didn't make the switch fast enough from mm -hmm. selling physically to selling online. Mm -hmm. And especially with a tool like Demodesk, we would really like, really like not trying, honestly not trying to sell here. Um, I'm really trying to help other companies making the switch. And if there's a company that is in serious trouble and really needs our tool to meet their customers online and needs our support, we'd also um, uh, be, be open for giving away the tool for free for a certain period mm -hmm. in time um, or uh, giving it away at, at, at self cost. Um, yeah. Just to help them, like as I said, like continue operations and talk to their yeah. customers, because that's that's uh, that's such a such a big thing, right? Like seeing so many companies um, facing significant challenges because of this current situation. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'd really like to help. Okay, so they can go to demodesk.com, right? Yes, totally. Okay, yeah, I'll also put it in the you know in the episode description the link. Um, and so if people want to, to hear more of you, where can they kind of uh, get in touch and, uh, you know, see what you're doing? Basically like everywhere, right? On Demodesk website, you can reach out by the intercom chat. Also uh, send me a, a connection request on LinkedIn uh, or send me an email even like Veronica yes. at demodesk.com. Veronica okay. with a K. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I respond. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, I'll also include everything there. And uh, personally, I also recommend the blog. Uh, it's super nice if you actually want to, to like it's a lot of sales advice and uh, very interesting uh, interesting things about the remote and uh, inside sales. It, it's super cool. So I really recommend going to the blog of Demodesk. It's really well uh, well thank thought. You. Yeah, it's good to hear. Cool. So thanks so much, Veronica. That was uh, really cool to have you uh, on the show. And uh, yeah, so I wish you good luck and uh, good luck with the uh, the lockdown in here in, uh, in in Bavaria. Yeah, same to you, Thibaut. Same <laughs> to you. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. Bye.